Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me. There's been some tweeting, and that's really all we've gotten so far. Now, that doesn't mean things aren't happening, but no official commitments as of this recording, although the whole uh, Pete Golding Shark emoji tweet, which is a thing that we have to follow now and pay attention to, uh, is batting a thousand when it comes to uh, actually having a player in the boat. So we will see who that is. That announcement, I assume, will be coming soon. Uh, for what it's worth, they've also been doing that for returning players as well. I know there's uh, still a few more uh, on the defensive and offensive sides of the ball, for that matter, that they are working on trying to uh, retain. So it could also be that. However, uh, they've been on commitment watch on the defensive side of the ball for a while. And so that hasn't happened yet. But you did, again, get the golden shark emoji thing, which, you know, that is, it's worth uh, mentioning and worth looking at, but nothing has happened yet. So until that happens, we can't talk about it. In the meantime, it is schedule release day, uh, or yesterday was schedule release day. Now, for those of you that are really locked in, you already know uh, what the schedule is because it got leaked in the alumni calendar. But I waited to talk about it until now just to make sure it was official in case anything went wrong. Turns out the leak in the alumni calendar was absolutely the accurate uh, schedule for Ole Miss in 2024. Uh, Whoops on that one. Uh, It was spoiled, but that's okay. We're going to talk about it here. This is going to be a short episode because that's all we're doing. Waiting for some commitments. Uh, Basketball uh, obviously doesn't play in the midweek, so we'll just... uh, do some quick thoughts on the schedule, and then uh, I will be back with you again later this week when the shark emoji becomes player actually committed to the school or announcement that a player has been retained. There's a lot of rumor and stuff out there about who it could possibly be. Is it Princely Umanmielen? I know Walter Nolan's scheduled to be visiting Ole Miss, I think, this weekend, if not already on campus right now. But either way... Um, Could be a lot of guys, so when that happens, we will talk about it. In the meantime, uh, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Just search Rebel Report in your favorite podcast app. Subscribe, and if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. If you don't, let me know and still leave a five-star. You can say whatever you want in the reviews as long as you put five stars next to it. Um, I'm partially kidding. Also, follow me, social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And before we get into the schedule release, I want to tell you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That is the website if you are in the market for office technology. Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever it is. If it's technology, if it's in the office and your business needs it and you're right here in Mississippi, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. And you'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me at Advantage Business Systems, APSMS.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority with 16 locations here in Mississippi. So there's likely one in your backyard like there is one in my backyard. They make me a priority every time I go in. 
Uh, I am treated extremely, extremely well every time I go to my Priority One Bank location. They will do the exact same thing for you. Their online banking platform is a one-stop shop, so you don't need multiple apps to do everything you want to do with your money. Because again, Priority One Bank makes you their priority. The schedule is out, and it starts with a tough battle with my Furman Paladins. No, I'm I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, Furman, actually a, a really good FCS team. They got all the way up to number two at one point this season, made it to the second round of the FCS playoffs, and lost on the road. In overtime at Montana, they're going to lose a ton from that team. I mean, it's not like the game was ever going to be close anyway. Although, uh, I, I am going to have some fun uh, that week watching my childhood team that, that I grew up going to every Saturday play a game at my alma mater. I mean, that crossover is, I know you guys couldn't care less about this, but that's going to be a special day for me, getting to see Furman take the field at Ole Miss. I mean, those are the two football programs that like have shaped my life in different ways. Furman is how I fell in love with college football and the game itself. And Ole Miss was you know, my college, right? My college experience. It's where I went to school and how I got really introduced to the the high level college football that I know today. And it's why I have my job and everything. I mean, so those two worlds colliding is going to be a pretty awesome day uh, for me, even though the game is going to be half a hundred to like seven, but still Furman in the opener, middle Tennessee after that kind of a tricky game in week three at Wake Forest. Now it's a a team in a roster that, that Ole Miss will certainly uh, be better than. Uh, let's not get it twisted, but Dave Clawson's a good coach, and and he's run a really good program uh, there. They have been uh, very solid uh, for a long time, and, and I expect that they're going to be solid again. That will be a nice early test for Ole Miss, a, a game that you know they should win, a team that they're better than, but they will require your focus, and I know some Ole Miss fans are scarred from years past, uh, in road trips at Wake Forest or just seeing Wake Forest in general. But uh, it's a team that you're, you're going to, to have to like get up and play for, right? So we're going to get a, uh, an early look at uh, what this Ole Miss team is capable of, especially after two walkthrough games, essentially, with Furman and Middle Tennessee, who, by the way, recently hired Derek Mason to be their head coach. Um, so we'll get a good look at, at Ole Miss kind of at, quote-unquote, full strength in Week 3 because they're going to have to get up and play for that one. And uh, I, I suspect even though there's still some missing pieces on next year's team that uh, that, that is when we'll, we'll get a really good gauge of, of what they're capable of. Uh, so I, I actually like that spot on the schedule for the Wake Forest game. It's not an SEC team. It's not an SEC environment, but a good enough team to where uh, they're going to be tested a little bit, and um, we'll see if they can pass it. Georgia Southern following that, so they get uh, one downside to this schedule is all four of their non-conference games are played uh, consecutively to start the season. There's no pre-Egg Bowl break uh, this year, and that is, uh, that's unfortunate for Ole Miss. So Furman, Middle Tennessee, at Wake Forest, Georgia Southern, all in the first four weeks of the season. Their first SEC game is hosting Kentucky. That's a really good spot. Uh, you know, it's a, a solid Kentucky team, a solid program. It has been for a while. Uh, that, that's just simply what they're going to be. Uh, at this point is Kentucky. Getting them at home is a nice introduction to conference play. Uh, after that, they're at South Carolina. That is a difficult place to play, but what will the Gamecocks be uh, at that point? I mean, I, I, it's no secret that I think Shane Beamer is, is going to spend his last season uh, as the South Carolina head coach in 2024, but that, that is not an easy place to play, and they, they've portaled pretty well, and so another really good test uh, for Ole Miss. Now, 
they're going to be heavily favored in all six of those games, I believe, going into LSU. And so there's your first game on this schedule where if they're going to match expectations, circle it, underline it, point an arrow to it at LSU. What is the result uh, in that game is one of three, I think, on this schedule where I need to know what their record is uh, to know what kind of season that they have because they should. And again, I know it's so far away, but with what we know is returning to this team, they should be 6-0 and going to Tiger Stadium. After that, it's an off week. Remember, one of two off weeks uh, that they're they're going to get this season because the season starts uh, in August instead of September. I think that there should always be two bye weeks in college football for a couple of reasons. Frankly, I think one, um, make the season longer. More college football weekends, the better. And I know it spreads out the games a little bit, having multiple bye weeks, but I mean... Call me crazy. Wouldn't it be great if we had an additional weekend of regular season college football and also help? I think if if we're going to, and we, I mean the general we, if, if we're going to preach, you know, player safety and health and things like that, having an extra off week would benefit everybody. It would have really helped Ole Miss last year, but it would help everybody. Having an extra week to, to get healthy. I mean, football is a violent physical game. And if we're going to sit here and preach that you know we need to be player first and safety and health first, then why wouldn't you have an extra bye week every season? You can make more revenue and sell more television spots and have an extra weekend and also keep your players a little bit safer and healthier. Anyway, so they have that bye week before Oklahoma. That's game number two. Circle, arrow, point to it, underline it. That should be a, a good Oklahoma team. Now, I know they lost Dylan Gabriel, but that was kind of a thing that they chose to do. Um, so Jackson Arnold, I, I believe, is... The name of the incumbent, or not the incumbent, the uh, incoming superstar that uh, spent the year behind Gabriel, and now they're expecting him to be uh, the guy. Oklahoma, I suspect, is going to travel really, really well based on uh, everything I've seen from Oklahoma people and in, in media uh, about how excited for that trip that they are. It's going to be one of those weekends, one of those massive weekends where if you live in town, um, you should consider renting your your house that weekend. It's going to be one of those. But also one of those games that you, you look at uh, on the schedule as tell, tell me how they fare in that one. And uh, so a big game there in Oxford with Oklahoma. They turn around and go to Arkansas. Fayetteville, usually a difficult place to play. However, uh, what, what the hell is Arkansas going to be uh, by November 2nd of 2024? Uh, and the same thing with their final road game two weeks later. So it's uh, at Arkansas, Georgia, Another one of those three. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, so Georgia makes that return trip to Oxford. Another bye week. Have to go to the swamp before the Egg Bowl. And that, again, like Fayetteville, usually difficult. What is Florida going to be by that point? Uh, a disaster when you look at their schedule. Their final five weeks is absolutely just brutal. And then, of course, the Egg Bowl at the end. I know the schedule says Saturday. That is not set in stone. It is more likely going to be on Thanksgiving. Uh, they, they just haven't decided that yet. They haven't gotten official word. Apparently, the expectation is Thanksgiving. That's just not uh, official yet. So, look, it's a really difficult schedule because it's an SEC schedule. They're all difficult, especially now with the addition of Texas and Oklahoma. They're all hard. I mean, I think the league kind of did a really good job of um, balancing the, the, the schedules. They're all difficult, and they, they all have tough stretches, and 
I mean, I think Alabama got kind of a break, frankly. Uh, the aforementioned Florida has a brutal schedule. Mississippi State's road schedule is unbelievably difficult, like shockingly uh, difficult. They got screwed by the league office for their road games. It is really, really tough for them. But generally, they're all uh, difficult in their own way. But I think Ole Miss can navigate this one because, again, they don't have to go undefeated. This is the 12-team playoff era. Can they get 10 wins? Can they win 10 of these games? If that answer is yes, they're likely a playoff team. So it, it, tell me what their record is with LSU, Oklahoma, and Georgia. They, If they get one of those three and win the rest, they're in the playoff. If they somehow manage to get two of those games, th- there's margin for error elsewhere. It is a... Uh, the opportunities in front of this team. We've talked about recruiting and roster retention and Kiffin and Dart and all this stuff, and all of that is very true and very justified. They are going to receive a metric ton of hype. They could, it, it, let's pretend they win the Peach Bowl. If they do that with what they have returning and the expect, the expected portal hall, Ole Miss might be a top five team going into next year, or at least somewhere around there inside of the top 10, which uh, is like that's a realistic thing to, to discuss. All of that's very, very true. But the schedule, I think, sets up for those expectations to even be more realistic, if that makes sense. I mean, that's always what this team was going to be and what they're going to be hyped as. But when I see this, I see a schedule that you think that they can navigate. There's room for error. You get, uh, you know, two of your road, three of your road games are against teams that are possibly firing their coach after uh, this year with South Carolina, Florida, and Arkansas. I mean, it's so much better than having to uh, go to Georgia and go to Texas like Mississippi State is having to do. For example, you're in Williams-Brice, which is typically difficult, but Beamer's on the ropes, and Pittman's on the ropes, and Napier's on the ropes, and you get Georgia and Oklahoma at home, which is a big boost. You get Kentucky at home. It's, it is a schedule that they can navigate and that they can win 10 games and make the playoff with. Uh, next year, and uh, I'm seeing the reaction from like SEC media, and they all kind of seem to think the same thing. It's here's your opportunity, Kiffin slash Ole Miss. Here it is. It's presented for you. You're returning a bunch of guys. You're doing a really good job in, in roster retention. You have a schedule that is set up to help you win. H- here's your chance. Got to seize it, and uh, we'll see if they can do that. So again, shorter episode today. Appreciate you. When uh, some some balls start dropping, we will start talking about those things. They they just haven't yet as of this recording on this uh, Thursday morning. So I'll talk to you guys again very soon. There's your schedule for Ole Miss in 2024. And uh, see you guys probably at some point uh, later today, if not tomorrow, when things start happening. But they're going to start happening soon. Uh, there's been too much tweeting for that not to be the case. See you soon. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.